This episode of Truce Table is brought to you by Truce Table. By Truce Table, Black women's musings on life, love, and liberations everywhere where books are sold. Online, in the stores, at your mama's pop bookstore. Go buy our book. Everywhere. Period. And InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth Table, midwives of culture for grace and truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well, well. I was trying to think of a way to do well to the tune of forgiveness. Yeah, rock song. Oh, I see. I, don't I can't see even know this song. Oh, I love that song. Forgiveness. <laughs> is that how it goes? Who song is this? Even I don't know. A white dude. A white lady. Who is it? It's like some soft rock song. In one the of the millions of white people in America in the world. <laughs> Michelle was like a white person. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> I just remember one of the millions. I don't know. I just remember. I truly it. don't know. <laughs> some somebody is listening right now, yelling like it's, it's such and such. It's like, the Eagles, Don the Henley. Eagles. Oh, the yeah, yeah, heart yeah. of the matter. Yeah. Oh, 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 all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel bad for not knowing that one. That's kind of like you kind of okay. Some, it is classic. The eagle, oh, the Eagles are. Right that was, I mean, yeah. some people have some people have real crossover. So that's I mean, my. I that, do respect that's Don the Hayden cut right there. That's the drama. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're back for another behind the book episode, and this time, Doctor Christina Ebenson wrote about forgiveness, and that's the title <laughs> of the chapter. Forgiveness. That's it. <laughs> very, cre- very creative title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? Anyway, yeah, well, why this topic? See, why, why <laughs> forgiveness? Um, and what did it take for you to write this chapter? Yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking about this. I, I think this may have been the last chapter that I wrote. I don't know whether or not I was avoiding it because I, um, or at least consciously avoiding it, but I certainly. Um, I knew that it I knew that it had to be in the book. I knew it had to be in a book. I was like, you know. <laughs> it's, it it had, you know, I think when if if uh people are reflecting on life and musings and just stuff um I just thought forgiveness had to come up in some way shape or form. And yeah, obviously like the 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 misconceptions about it, the confusion about it, the manipulation around it, like what it feels like, what it is, the disposition of it. I just wanted to to muse on that topic. And so that's that's what I did because nobody stopped me. So that's what that's what you got. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, if you had to sort of describe the process of whether it was lining up the sections or because it's a broad topic, you know, how do you get it into a chapter size kind of portion um, in terms of preparation, mm-hmm. like logistically or even um, biblically? You know, there's mm-hmm. so much about forgiveness in the canon mm-hmm. of scripture. Um, how how did you really sit down and prepare yeah. or did you kind yeah. of flow and then go back and order mm. things? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say that a lot of it is is a process of oozing just to get something on the paper to reflect, ooze it out. And then, and then it gets cleaned up. Yeah. I think, you know, I think about um what, what's, what's the man's name uh, with the white man with the kind of Afro 
who does the did the pictures as when, when oh, I was a kid. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Somebody's the yelling now. The joy. Somebody is somebody is now yelling actively. Like Steve, is it Ross? Bob Ross. They're like Bob Ross. It's Bob Ross. Okay, yeah, Bob Ross. And so I think of writing a bit like um, I think of non academic writing a bit like a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> so I'm just you know, and Bob Ross will be like, oh, I'm supposed to be making a bird. Mm, that's not really a bird. Now that's a tree branch. And so I mean that's that's kind of what that's like in order in order to get it out. And um, and so yeah, I just knew that I needed to go to the canvas metaphorically speaking and just start getting things out and I also knew that forgiveness would be a chapter that um, I'd have to do my own work like I'd have to do my own like emotional work mm-hmm. to write that chapter with some degree of um, yeah with some degree of credibility and so um, so the so the process I mean certainly was you know reflecting on scriptures that come to mind um, themes that I've learned um, behaviors that I've witnessed from from people, from Christians who I look up to around the topic of mm. um, forgiveness, uh, but also really like some some searching. And I had to think about like, where do I still, where am I still like harboring entitled unforgiveness in order to mm. to really uh, start to to write that chapter? Ooh. Well, 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 well. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> um, what your, like, yeah, I was. I mean, you kind of touched on some of this, but like, I was. I'm curious about like your biggest joys and the challenges. So, like, what does it mean to have untitled, you know, mm-hmm. um, unforgiveness? Maybe versus entitled, you know, forgiveness. Uh, maybe you could talk about that, or maybe oh. maybe they got to read the book. Um, oh. What were some of your concerns and worries uh, with regard yeah. to this chapter? I mean, I th- I think because. Um... I think because there's a fair amount of spiritual abuse where people um, are wronged or hurt by all the things that, you know, that sin can harm and hurt us by, that um, instead, of, instead of dealing with the wrong, we tend to tell the person who's been wronged, like, go on ahead and forgive or whatever. It, it, and oftentimes that just means, like, I want you to stop talking about it. Like, I don't want to deal with you in pain. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with the sadness that you have or, or whatever. Or you're making me feel guilty, like, when you... <laughs> when you talk about this or whatever. And so um, I just think many people have experienced forgiveness used in that way as a way of silencing their suffering. And um, and so I definitely wanted to talk to Muse about that, to, to uh, present a narrative in which forgiveness um, is not in contradiction to, to justice and healing um, and that there is a way to to get some freedom from our um the the bitterness that unforgiveness causes and creates in us um which which requires telling the truth about just how bad we've been treated or just how hurt we really are it's not you don't sidestep that in order to get to forgiveness you talked a little bit about how um you experienced people of the faith or maybe even other figures that you look up to as um, in ways of how they deal with or maybe even process or teach about this topic. What were some of the things that surprised you or enlivened you or how were you inspired as you were writing, whether from a figure, from something you studied or something that the Lord just surprised you with um, as you were writing this? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, interesting. I mean, there are people obviously who are kind of are inspirations, but even as you said that question, Michelle, I was thinking about people who, their forgiveness of others was frustrating to me or um, like annoying to me. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, 
we as the collective are not ready to forgive. You know what I mean? So I, I think that <laughs> I, I thought about people like that too, people who's, um, who they themselves were ready to release a debt or were ready to put down um, the entitlement of revenge. So in other words, matching the wrong with another wrong uh, of the same kind or with even a greater magnitude of pain and suffering. They were ready to put that down, but the but the group may not have been ready to put that down. So I thought about that too, and how that, um, you know, how sometimes we kind of um, we put additional pressure on people. There's some guilt about forgiving too. Um, so I thought about that within kind of my own life and just some different narratives. One of the scriptures that I often think about, um, New Testament text that talks about <laughs> talks about Christians not suing each other, and that always. Um, uh, I mean, probably years and years ago, maybe as a teenager, I first came across that, but it comes to mind every once in a while. Cause I was thinking like, why would that, like, why is that a thing? And then the older I get, I'm like, oh, that is definitely a thing. I totally get why. <laughs> I totally get why, yes. um, why Christians specifically would be like, and enough, like the church is not going to handle this. Yeah. This person is not going to repent. They're not, they're not going to own it. And so the best I got is to pull in a secular system. Mm -hmm. And I think when, uh, again, um, yeah, when people when people feel like there's nothing going to be done about the harms they've experienced, we we start to pull in whatever system we can pull in to to get a sense of justice. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So and we we see that time and time and again. Sadly, on the news cycle, right? Um, the right. dirty laundry of the church being aired out there, you know. So yeah, we're looking um, terrible. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not yes, good terrible. Know? Yeah, but you know what? Why don't we take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk to Christina some more about forgiveness. So don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Truth's table. Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation is a classic in the making. According to Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggett, author of Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration, New York Times bestselling author Dr. Jamar Tisby says that people often say, listen to Black women. Now at Truth's Table, you have your chance. We don't deserve the gift of this book, but once again, Black women have generously served us all. If we are to actually alleviate the immense burdens our sisters bear, then we must heed their words. T. Morgan Dixon, co-founder of Girl Trek, says this, There is a textured knowing in this book, a spiritual enlightenment, made brighter by the author's own personal breakthroughs. The way they describe the fabric of our collective trauma makes me trust their solutions. And Dr. Joy Hardin-Bradford, founder of Therapy for Black Girls, says that Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, shines a light on some of our most vulnerable places as Black women, leaving no stone unturned. Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is a clarion call to consider our communal truths by opening ourselves up to a deeper inner truth. By Truth's Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, wherever books are sold. Josie Johnson's Hair and the Holy Spirit by Esau McCulley, illustrated by LaTanya Jackson. In Josie Johnson's Hair and the Holy Spirit, 
Esau McCulley invites children and the adults who read with them to join Josie as she learns about God's wonderfully diverse design. Also included with the book is a note from the author to encourage further conversation about the content. Josie is spending the day with Dad, getting her hair braided at Monique's beauty shop, and picking out a new red dress for Sunday, because Sunday is Pentecost. In the process, she learns to celebrate the differences she sees all around her as part of God's plan for his creation. When Josie wonders why people are so different, Dad helps her understand that our differences aren't a mistake. In fact, we have many differences because God is creative. Truth Table listeners can save 30% off of Josie Johnson's hair and the Holy Spirit when they order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH22. That's promo code TRUTH22 at ivypress.com to save 30% off of Josie Johnson's hair and the Holy Spirit. And we are back at the table for Behind the Book, Forgiveness, with Dr. Christina Edison <laughs> teaching us about forgiveness and all the things. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> so I'm curious um, to learn from you, see, what was, I mean, it's such a vast topic, as Em said, you could go so many different ways, so much, so much potential for uh, or, well, we've observed the ways that forgiveness has been weaponized. I'm sure we've experienced that ourselves um, in, yeah. in countless ways. I'm curious about what was left unsaid. Is there anything you, you wish you could go back and be like, ah, I wish I could add this, you know, or yeah, just what was left, what was left on the cutting room floor or just left unsaid? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, um, I think that at, towards the end, I begin wanting to do something about unforgiveness because i i think of for, i think of forgiveness as practical like in, you know just like how love is is uh embodied love is something that you you do not just what you feel um uh, or 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 else we got a problem right if <laughs> the conditions of love are only how you feel in a moment man that's a problem <laughs> and so i think i think of forgiveness in the same way too like so what are we going to do with this like and i can think about feeling um like a the weight or the burden of wanting a debt paid that somebody owes me and like feeling that in my body and wanting to do something about it. And so there is a point where I start to talk about like, um, like, like what, what can we do? Like, what are the, what can we physically practically do um, to move through this heavy rock on our chest of, of unforgiveness? And I think if if there was more to do, it would probably be more of that. It would be um, more kind of practical application more lifting. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's probably what that, what would have been continued on is kind of the working out, working out, um, actively engaging that issue of unforgiveness and trying to lift it, trying to move it and really surrendering it to God. But, but doing that in kind of meditative ways, prayer oriented ways, action oriented ways as well. You talked a bit about um, thinking through not just folks you were inspired by, but people who annoyed you. Um, did you did you have a reader in mind? Obviously, black women by mm-hmm. and for uh, that's yeah. that's the bottom of the pyramid and the top. Um, but was there a particular reader that you were thinking of as you were processing this, or different mm. groups for different sections? Um, who who is yeah. reading this chapter? You hope. 
So I was definitely thinking about black women who black, I was thinking about black women and black women, uh, Christian black women specifically. And I was thinking about women who have been, who have, who have rightful frustration, rightful anger, um, cause they've been done wrong. <laughs> so I, that's who I had in my mind. Um, and I was thinking about the people who have become, or, or, or us to the extent that we are, have become defined uh, not, you know, Brian Stevenson talks about, right, you know, the people are more than the worst thing they've done, but, you know, I, but also we're more than the worst thing that's been done to us. And so I was thinking about the, what it means to get released from that, that I am more, like my identity is more than the person who did me wrong. Because if, if it's not more than that, then I'm always tied to and in conversation and identified with the wrongdoer. Like I'm dragging that body around my life yeah. with me. And I thought about like how faster we could run, how higher we could jump if we got rid of that dead weight. And so that's, that is who, that is really, I was thinking like, oh man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> like I, I really imagine like black women shutting in and be like, we're going to, we, we skipping through the, the fields now. Right. And I just, I want us just to have more and more freedom. And I think part of that freedom certainly is, you know, politically and socially and, 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 and religious within our own spirit, but also some of this dead weight, it's got to go. Yes, 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 yes. Let the dead man fall away, huh? Um, <laughs> don't don't ki- don't kill him, but let the dead man fall away. <laughs> the dead man did. So. <laughs> but but I'm I'm wondering. Okay, so you know, there's always putting you on the spot here, but there there is that very popular phrase, uh, which I'm probably paraphrasing here, but you know, just kind of like, well, forgiveness is not about the other person; it's about you. It's for mm. you, you know. Um, I'm curious about wh- what you would say to that uh, very common, mm-hmm. common phrase said in and out of the church. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that's scriptural, but just that 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 is a common, yeah. I say, cultural um, um, phrase, if you will. Uh, and yeah. I'm just wondering, with that in mind, what do you want people to take away from this chapter? Yeah. Um, you know, my my guess is that when people use that expression, which is which is I've heard many many times, mm-hmm. I think what they're trying to do is give someone an incentive, um, to to let to let go mm-hmm. of the pain or trying to collect the debt, right? So they're trying to say like, no, this it's this is this is for your good. Like you're gonna be free. Like you're not you don't have to hear those chains dragging behind you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. And so, um, I think I think it's kind of a way to coach people, and I think if it works, good. <laughs> you know, go for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, every, what is it, you know, um, you know, pr- permissible, but is it beneficial? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's working for you and you know, you're not sinning, then, then go for it. Some people, that's kind of what they need. There are other people who still, uh, could, could still very much be stuck because, um, forgiveness for them might mean that it is minimizing or denying the hurt, the pain, yeah whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to sort that out. And they also don't, may, may not know what's left of them. Um, you know, who are they apart from those, the, the pain or the negative experience? So that, I mean, really it can trigger a, a deep identity crisis. So on one hand, we think of like this freedom from forgiving, but for some people, um, then, then, then they get really stuck. Cause they're like, well, who am I apart from living my whole life trying to prove this or collect this debt, right? So I think it can trigger some um, identity crisis as well. Um, so if that if that's what it takes, if that expression is what it takes to cause someone to move 
um, or to shift their thinking. Praise God. I'm not mad at it. I mean, there are times when I hear, you know, church cliches and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But but it might be exactly what somebody needs. And the and the that cliche could be like the cliche that I really needed at a certain point in my life. So I'm I'm not knocking it. I just think the Lord works through all kinds of means. And um what I want people to walk away with is to know that uh more so than this this act of forgiveness, the embodiment of forgiveness is that forgiveness is like the disposition of the Christian. Uh because because we are in Christ. Um because we are children of God, it has, it's become a part of our birthmark. It's become a part of our personalities. Now, again, we not glorify. So even if I, if I say that, somebody's like, that is not who I am. It doesn't mean that you're not a believer. <laughs> but, I, but I would make the case that it, it starts to become more and more who we are. Not because we're doormats, but because um, through sanctification, we're looking more and more like Jesus. And Jesus is forgiving. I mean, Jesus is forgiving. <laughs> And it's not it's not even just that Jesus forgives or or forgave like it's it's the ing it's a continued way of um of being in our lives you know the Lord is constantly 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 forgiving us um and and not minimizing our sin not calling our you know um our our unloving ways our um unwillingness to, you know, demonstrate self-control, whatever our, whatever our stuff is, right? We have so much stuff, but whatever it is, uh, Jesus in no way is, is pretending that that's not wrong and that we don't <laughs> need to do something about it. But yet we still have this forgiveness extended. And I just, I just think that is, um, I just think that's glorious. And I also, I really, I desperately need it. Um, so I think that's what I want people to walk away with is that to develop the character of Jesus is certainly that we are, we are justice seeking. Right, we, we're passionate in that way, but we also would have to be equally passionate in canceling debts and and um, calling people out for the purpose of calling them in. Um, so that's what I hope that that's what I hope I walk away with. <laughs> that's what I hope I get more like. I don't know what's going to happen for the reader, but maybe that will happen. Please, I hope I hope I walk away with all of that and then some. So Holy Ghost, help us because honestly, that's a it takes. It takes a, it's a spiritual thing, forgiveness. Right. I, it's just, yeah. whew, apart from the Holy Ghost help for many of us, we would not be able to do it, right? Depending on oh, for sure. the, the, the magnitude of the debt, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, you could, I think you can make a case that it is a divine attribute. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for, for writing it. See, it was, it's, it's something that most people don't want to talk about, but we all can relate to it you know, from one degree to another. So thank you so much. Well, we want to thank y'all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this episode behind our book, Forgiveness by Christina Edmondson, using the hashtag TruceTable and hashtag TruceTableBook. Black women, did y'all know that we have a Facebook discipleship group for Black women? Well, we do. Make sure you go to Truth, to Facebook and like Truth Tables page. Make sure to follow our page. Join our group. All you have to do is answer the entry questions. Make sure you agree to the group rules and terms because that's the way you're admitted. Um, invite your friends too. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truth Table or email us your thoughts at info at truestable.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player.
Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And our video producer is Daryl Bradford. And we have been your hosts, Kemeny, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.